You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. to another edition of the stardom road podcast here on the Countout podcast network i'm your host as always scott edwards and with me as always is trent brewer trent how are you today i'm good you know i'm kind of recovering because we've just made it through one tournament it was a long one not everyone made it out in one piece uh and there's not much turnaround until we get to another tournament uh a very timely tournament in terms of at least this episode um so just kind of trying to get my breath back you know there's another pay-per-view we have to watch but like trying to get you know a little bit of time to recover uh before we jump back into another tournament and uh mix things up a bit with uh some 2v2s this time yeah, I've barely, I barely made it to this podcast in one piece, so I get it. Um, so shout out to the five star crew and all that, all those that you know went through that grueling tournament. Obviously, hell of a hell of a run, hell of a way all around. Sue Suzuki's your goddamn five star Grand P champion. Too that makes us happy. Yeah, hopefully she's the world of stardom champion. And you, by the time you hear this, whether that be in a few months a year or hopefully you just already heard this and you know four decades she's still champion we're all just going rossi please we by like then, it Let's take the by then I, by then i had the book sorry guys that bruno san martino right <laughs> uh please don't do that uh anyways today we we're talking about the goddesses of stardom tag league right ahead of of course the goddesses of stardom tag league which begins see in- we pay attention yeah, we do. We sure do. I, you know, I didn't know if we were going to do tag league or not, you know, because we did Cinderella, we did five star. It's right. We just wrap it all up here, right? We're not going to go through like our favorite matches on a second episode. We're just mm-hmm. bundling all that into one here because it's tag league. And uh, we have plans for the rest of October. Yeah, we have plans for the rest of October. We'll close out the year, so on and so forth. Wrestler episodes, you know, things to look forward to. Mm. Uh, but Tag League, we're going to hit everything we would usually hit in two episodes on this very one. Talk about our favorite teams from all these years, and, you know, we'll have fun with it. Yeah. It'll, but, be, it'll uh, be a bit fun. Like, this this tournament itself is kind of has different vibes to, say, the Cinderella and the five-star Grand Prix. And I think that, in a little way, kind of necessitates a little bit of a different episode from us as well. Um, but it'll be, it'll be a bit of fun. Like, even just looking back at this tournament, doing the research that we were doing, it's kind of, yeah, neither of us were following from the very beginning. And there's a lot of, like, oh, okay, they went with this option and they did this. And unlike the five-star Grand Prix, I feel like this tournament kind of, doesn't have the same like definitive identity it's kind of changed up a bit they've experimented a few different times so it makes for this kind of progress uh and looking back at its history a little bit more fun my favorite part about the goddesses of stardom tag league is that it was the first tournament rant not the five star mm. Grand Prix, not cinderella yeah. nay nay it was the goddesses of stardom tag league to nay, nay. Takahashi. she was in it so there you go uh it, and it was to crown the um first 
uh, was it the first? Yes, play? the first yeah, ever goddess champions. Yeah, it was. My apologies. I am very tired, if you couldn't tell. Uh, but the fun part of this tournament, obviously, is that there are a lot of common names throughout the history of this term much more even than the five-star grand prix which mm -hmm. we went over a few months ago you're going to hear a lot of names that you hear in stardom now that obviously weren't around for a couple of years after the fact you're going to hear a lot of the legendary names that we've went through many many times uh so that'll make this a lot of fun um so i think we should just start with 2011 as as we do you know that's the start first the beginning Back all the way beginning, I believe, on October 10th, which is a week from the time this comes out, pretty much. So that's pretty cool. Hey. How about that? How about that? Nailed maybe it. maybe pause the podcast and come back to it on October 10th. And then you can pretend you're back in 2011 when, when life was so much simpler. So much simpler. I think one of the funny things about like when you go through the history for this tournament uh some teams are missing on certain websites and mm. the one of the teams missing on the, one of the websites we're using is the great team of Ari Susa and Yu Yamagata which How was in the first that. tournament they were in the first tournament you want to hear the rest of the teams, though, because <laughs> the rest of the teams... There's a reason the why moment. that's the team that got forgotten compared to the others. Yeah, yeah. You got uh, Nanai Takahashi and Io Shirai. You got Arisa Shiki and Mayu Iwatani, Izuki Akawa and Yoko Bito, and Natsuki Tayo and Yoshiko, um, which is obviously just absolute home run hitters, as well as Saki Kashima and Tomoka Nakagawa. My bad. Mm. I, for I forgot the great team. But, again, the I love pointing out how long ago Saki was here. I think that's yeah. one of my favorite parts of doing these tournaments. It's like, hey, Saki was around. She's popping you know? up here and there. And, like, this is – obviously, she came into Stardom a little bit later than the rest of the first generation. She's a 1.5-er. Uh, but it's cool to see her getting the tournament rub in the first year. Yeah. So she's only been in the company a couple of months, and she's already getting her chance to shine. Um, I think one of the things to mention, too, which might be confusing to a lot of modern uh, Goddess of Stardom – well, modern Stardom fans. You don't necessarily just have to be a Tag League fan to <laughs> notice this. I mean, if, if you have that niche in your fandom – Fantastic. Maybe spread out to the single stuff. Don't don't be too scared. There's only one block here. It's not a yes. dual block situation. It's just everyone crammed into one. Um, obviously, they didn't have a lot of teams to work with back then. Uh, and that's the first of many differences you'll notice as we go through this tournament. Um, obviously, looking at these old tournaments, it's just like name after name together right you have you have rookie risa and mayu which obviously i wish we had gotten that when they weren't rookies because it would have been amazing of course we got a very special tag league team when arisa did come back so yeah you know, mayu watani and saki kashima yes which is another special team uh yoko bito and yuzuki akawa like i said were the winners akawa winning both the first tag league as well as the first um five star which says a lot about again the hit the 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 theme of this podcast has always been highlighting yuzuki akawa in her big spots uh first yeah. wonder champion first grand prix winner first goddesses of stardom tag league winner 
and by default winning the tag titles as well. It's a nice little uh, feather in the cap from the the one the very first ace of the company. Zuki Ikawa, I just love like looking back at her career because it it wasn't long, but she did so no. much. Mm. And she made an impact that you know we all still talk about her all these years later, and like that's how special a talent she was. And my only wish is she wrestled longer. Uh, and unfortunately, that's a common theme, especially with I think Joshi around that era as well. Like you, you did get them coming in and leaving earlier. I think in the current day, it's a little bit easier to make it a long term career. You know, the options are there, and there's maybe less expectation that you hit a certain age and then marry yourself off and go and live a normal life as opposed to the ring life. Um, we're getting more veterans in the industry, more consistent veterans. But it would have been interesting if you take an Aikawa and sort of pluck her, uh, pop, pop her into like a 2023 situation. If she was in that same debut class as like a Hanako and Aya Sakura and see like what could have been with that kind of progress. Obviously, coming in and being the star from the start for stardom uh, brings with certain values and maybe she's not winning all these tournaments and titles straight away. Um, but it's kind of, yeah, it's an interesting thought experiment. You just said the star from the start of stardom. Yes. Clean. And I applaud you for that. And now that you've made attention to my ability to say things cleanly, I'm going to butcher everything. Simple uh, sentences will not come out properly. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but with I'm going to uh, say G1 like I always do. <laughs> You're start saying World Tag League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's move to 2012 because, like we said, you know, and the fun other theme of goddesses in history is that they've changed through history. Mm. Like the way it is done, um, you know, for the first one, you get that first single block. The second year, you go to the two-block strategy, um, which obviously is a big deal. Uh, and I think, and I think you'll notice like just how willingly creative they were with this tournament. Like they were willing to change it up as time went on, which I always think is um, just appreciate. Cause I think in, if you ever dive into the history of stardom and watch through these tournaments, you'll have an experience each time. Um, but if you do that, let me know how it was. Cause uh, it's a lot, it's a lot of matches. It's a lot of matches and classic sort of early stardom is, as we've mentioned plenty of times on this podcast, it's difficult to get your hands on, uh, and the Goddess tournaments are no exception. The easiest way really is to find the old DVDs that they produced because um, they tend to compile everything together too, um, so that's kind of a benefit. Uh, but, yeah, it's fun to see them experiment a bit because especially the Five Star Grand Prix, like, that kind of came in fully formed in a lot of ways. They made minor changes, like changing the size of the blocks, changing the length of the matches and stuff. But for the most part, the Five Star Grand Prix has remained the Five Star Grand Prix. The Goddess blocks, you know, first couple of years, they're trying a bit of everything. And it's understandable, like, obviously, in the span of a year, they're able to field a lot more teams. Uh, and, you know, just they're finding the groove of what makes this tournament special. So the... 2012 tournament went as followed. Uh, Kairi Hojo and Natsumi Shuzuki won their block. Nanai Takahashi and Miho Wakazawa uh, tied, technically, but you know they mm-hmm. did not have the tiebreaker. Kyoko Kimura and Christina Von Eri, as well as Saki Kashima and Act Yasakawa. 
that's a fun team uh sitting there at the bottom then we had Ari Sousa, our friend um and nozomi coming in at the bottom of the opposite block we had a young thunder rock duo mm. of io shirai and mayu iwitani you had yuzuki kawa and yuhi and then the eventual winners of the entire tournament finalists yeah. from the previous year atsuki tayo and yoshiko getting that victory Imagine, like, in 2023, telling someone, oh, yes, Io Shirai and Maiwatani teamed together in a tag league tournament and they won one match. Now, obviously, you know, a lot of context is required there, but it's just wild to think now, you know, over a decade later that that pairing and the pairing that we would go on to see dominate in a lot of ways. They, they only managed the one win in this tournament. I think it's even more stunning, though, when you highlight the idea that Kyrie got to the finals yep. with Natsumi Shizuki, because mm-hmm. it's just like what you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you say that to someone new, they're gonna be like, "Excuse me, what? What'd you say?" Uh, but I think that's it, again, it highlights that Kyrie was pushed pretty well early on. Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously it took her a few years to really find her groove, but like they saw a lot of potential in her very early on. Yes, yes, they did. And I think um, when it comes to uh, these tournaments, um, if you want to go back and watch them, you can see just a lot of growth from Mm. the wrestlers. Because as I talked about heading into last year's tournament, specifically with Miyu Amasaki, I think these tournaments are so great for the younger talent because they're able to work with someone to help them guide them and they come out of the other side better wrestlers rather than putting them in like the grand prix unlike a hanan you know who she had experience she finally gets into a grand prix and now she gets more experience from that when you're a rookie these benefit so these benefit you so much and i think that's why i do look forward to these tournaments even if most people like you know most people just want like the you know four or five star classics at this Mm. point but you get to see that growth and going back in history, you get to see the growth of some of the best wrestlers in the world. Some of the best wrestlers ever by watching these tournaments. And I think that is one of my favorite parts of it. It's all about protected stakes. And in a lot of ways, that's what makes the future of stardom championship and new blood really valuable is because the, you're trying to find the balance between giving people reps you know, just chucking them on undercard matches and whatnot and giving them matches with stakes where there's a little bit more pressure to perform. Because if all you ever do is just your opening card tag matches where there's eight people in the ring and you can kind of hide and stuff, there's only so much you can really grow and prove yourself. But when you get asked to, this is a match where more eyes will be on you, there's more importance, there's more at stake, that's when you kind of get the make-or-break moment. And I think the perfect example is someone like Ruaka, who, teaming with... uh, Natsuko Tora last mm-hmm. year, you really saw that growth in her. And it is a shame in 2023, obviously, with the spat of injuries we've had. She's sort of the, the odd woman out. She's had to s- sit out of this tournament with the teams that got reshuffled uh, because I I do think she would have benefited a lot from being able to learn once more with, you know, that, with Momo Watanabe, who would have been a fantastic learning point. You know, she's had Natsuko Tora, she's had Nanai Takahashi working closely with her. And like that combination of three people. I think, yeah, it was setting her up nicely. Obviously, she's still got two great ones. Um, but, yeah, you see uh, someone like Ruaka, Miyu Hamasaki, um, this year with Hanako as well. It should be a really encouraging situation for her. Um, it's a tournament that requires more bodies, uh, and that 
can can bring its benefits, especially in the long term. It sure can, and I think um, again that's something interesting. And as you hear the teams as we continue, you'll see like a, a case of that as they go on to be better. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rock, of course, being a good example in this tournament. Uh, I hear they turned out pretty well. <laughs> they, they did a couple of things. Uh, 2013 switched to a bracket style tournament, what? which I think is obviously very interesting because we don't do much brackets. You know, it's a lot of point based systems, mm-hmm. but uh, the bracket was as follows You had the first round matchup Kyoko Kimura and Akiyasakawa facing Kiyori Yonayama and Yuhi. Um, and the other, in another first round matchup, it was Io Shirai and Takumi Roha. Teaming up to face Nai Takahashi and Kairi Hojo, who obviously would go on to greatness as a duo. Mm-hmm. Um, Natsuki Tayo and Yoshiko once again back together <laughs> for the third straight year. Um, you if had, it works, don't fix it. Exactly. You had Dash Osako and Sendai Sachiko together in this tournament, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayu Yutani and Miho Wakazawa together, as well as Alpha Female and Female Predator. Uh, who I believe goes by Amazon now for those she who does would like to uh, be known. I think she wrestles in seed like mostly. Um, so if you want to know who she was, the tournament will go as followed. Um, Kyoko Kimura and Akiyasukawa would advance against Kaori Yonayama and Yuhi. They would take on the team of Nanai Takahashi and Kairi Hojo. There was a match you wanted to go find from this tournament. That might be one of them uh, because, <laughs> you know, they're pretty good. Those are pretty yeah. two top premier teams, especially back then. Uh, and then we had Natsuki Tayo and Yoshiko shockingly advancing. I know. I know. I'm shocked, too. Uh, they took on Alpha Female and Female Predator. And in the ma- in the final, it ended up being Kyoko and Act winning the tournament, defeating Alpha Female and Female Predator. Mm-hmm. Can we just take a quick moment to appreciate the first three teammates that Io Shirai's had here? Nanai Takahashi, Mayu Watani, Takumi Aroha. Now, if that's not, like, just great GM picking, like, if Io's got any say in who she's teaming with, she's doing pretty well for herself. She 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 lost all three of them. <laughs> but the she, idea is I think, really sound. See, to me, I think she should have realized she should probably stick with a team and create chemistry. <laughs> That, that was her problem. That's why it took her a little bit longer to find success the next year. But, but um, you do see this a lot in the tournament too. Like there is, you see, like, even though Stardom have a lot of established teams over the years, they're not afraid in this tournament to go, yeah, we're going to mix things up. You know, I mean, we saw it this year. Yeah, absolutely. Before things got scrambled, you know, a way to tie was all different. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are shocked because of it. Um, you see, You see it with throughout history and, Donna Del Mondo we'll keep, especially too. Yes, we'll keep doing that, but I do like that you highlighted the EO one because that is a that is a hitter's row of yeah. just greatness. And I'll just tell you all now, EO didn't have a tough time after that in her <laughs> tournament partners. Um Kamora and Akiasakawa, obviously a very special duo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they created the ground up for a very special faction. That some of you may have heard of, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, you know, just saying. I'm not. I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to tell people. No, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, they, See if you can but, piece together the puzzle. Yes, but um, what I love about this tournament 
is it's just it's just so simple. Like I like brackets. I like I love round robin tournaments. I always will. Um, but I think now that we live in a world where triangle derby and tag league exist, it wouldn't be a bad idea to make one of them a bracket style. You know, just yeah. to change it up because obviously you have a bracket style with Cinderella five stars you're around robin kind of be a similar type thing i think maybe triangle derby would benefit maybe from being the bracket style since it's newer you can change that easier and the bracket always it's like college uh college sports so i don't know about college mm. football but especially college basketball with the march madness part of the allure is like one match to advance and you get these critical moments where someone surprises the field and especially with a tag team or a triangle derby situation you've got that kind of one person who might have to carry a bit or be exposed and they have to survive through it. It creates some fascinating storylines in, you know, sort of speeds up the tournament too, which I think the triangle derby going for two months, maybe uh, was a bit long in its initial year. We'll see what goes on in the future. Um, But like the Cinderella tournament, I think is a great example of using a bracket format to great effect. And it's kind of cool seeing the goddess of stardom tag league kind of experiment with that as well. Yes, exactly. And I think, again, from stardom's history, you can always lean on certain things um, for history. They did go to the bracket again later mm. on. So let's let's dive in now to 2014, the 2014 tournament to crown the tag league final winner. Um, I believe in the final, the tag titles were on the line as the champions actually won the tournament as it was Kairi Hojo and Nanai Takahashi taking this one home. Obviously, in recent years, if you are a Stardom fan, you have got a little taste of that duo together mm-hmm. before Kairi you know, went on her hiatus. But even her final match gave mm-hmm. you a little bit of that as well uh the blocks were as followed you had io shirai and mayu iwatani thunder rock winning their first block as a duo uh starfire and mystique had four points miho wakazawa and koguma had two and Kari yoniyama and hatsu shinode common also known as aya watanabe um which i think many will probably know her by more uh, mm-hmm. from her time in wave in ice ribbon question mark question mark dot dot yeah. dot yeah I, I don't have it in front of me i'm not gonna lie to you uh you don't have ice ribbon information lined up in this stardom history podcast she did have two matches in ice ribbon so technically i wasn't wrong <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was uh ymz she wrestled in in her ah. final year which of course is kaori's promotion it's very fitting that that's kind of the connection point yes i guess i shouldn't be shocked and on the other side you had the takahashi and kairi hojo of course who went on to win the tournament mm-hmm. takumi aroha and risa sarah what i would do for that team now <laughs> <laughs> uh that i think a lot of people would be feeling a different way about tag league right now if that was the mm-hmm. deal uh you have yoshiko and rail hazuki just drop the rail yeah yeah and kyoko kimura and chris wolf coming in last yes hopefully but, you listen to our last episode and uh you'll know all about chris wolf 
But if you didn't, you should go on your way to listen to that uh, on any podcast form. I'm hoping if you hear this, you know how to do that. But if you're not, <laughs> if you don't know how to do that, you go on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast and listen to our episode about the wonderful Chris Wolf. Thank mm-hmm. you. Cheap plug. Um, but yes, the final was the title match, like I said, with Hojo and then I successfully defending against Thunder Rock. I'm, I'm just... It's nice seeing the champion or champions in this situation win a tournament. Like I know part of the allure you is you set up. To win. Okay. Of course. It, you know, part of the allure is setting up future challenges and stuff. But the reality is, like any tournament like this, a champion is should really be the favorite. And often they're not because you kind of metagame the situation. Oh, they're not going to win because that's first not triangle the point. derby, baby. Exactly. Um, it's kind of fun to see these situations a little bit more. Mm. You know, yeah. It seemed like the Naitakashi and Kari Hojo, yeah, they're probably going to win a tournament, even as champions. Um, makes the booking in the future a little bit more complicated, but it's fun to actually kind of just remind people this is possible. You know what would be interesting? What would be interesting, Scott? If you get, this is just now, this is even goddesses talk. This is just overall tournament talk now. If you had the champions go to the final, they defend the titles and they simply lose. And just lose the title, lose the tournament. Yeah, like the that would be a good change up too. Yeah, yeah. But they It'd had be a hell of a moment. Right. Yeah, they could have lost here. They didn't, mm. but they could have is my point. Um, But yeah, just want just, to just toss it out there, you know. It'd be, an it'd be an interesting heel move because especially with the five-star Grand Prix the last couple of times, we've seen like someone in the finals who didn't really have to wrestle that hard on that night while the other person did. Could you imagine like a heel kind of getting the Suzu Momo situation and the, the champion going through a grueling match to make the final and they're rested and sort of say, hey, you know, woman up and put your title on the line as well. Let's make this interesting. That would be pretty funny. I think that would be good. I I would like that. Um, Excuse us, just fantasy booking. Yeah, no, just let us just let us have fun. It's our podcast, yeah. okay? And one we're... of the uh, themes is Takumi Roha and Risa Sarah coming back, and the other one is Mayu Watani and Risa Hashiki. We're not being crazy here. No, no, no. Thunder Rock has a, probably a very much better the chance than both of those. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> and as we were recording, mind you. Yoshirai is WWE Women's World Champion. <laughs> so if that doesn't really knock home how much I be- believe in the other two, I don't know what will. Uh, but yes, let's uh, let's roll on here, shall we? No? Yes? Oh, no. I thought that was a rhetorical question. No, it was rhetorical. I mean, you could, have, you, you, you could have said no. You know, well, you I, I feel like the point of the podcast is for us to continue. I'd hate to kind of end it halfway through analyzing this tournament. It'd be pretty funny, actually. It's not all right, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks for the (laughs) twenty. Thanks for the twenty-six minutes. We're Uh, not coming back to cover the second half next episode. We just decided to stop it there. No, it was a good run. It was a good run. Uh, Anyways, it was an okay run. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) It's a podcast. I I legally cannot. On the twenty fifteen, back to the tournament bracket style mm-hmm. we had Iosurai and Mayu Iwatani versus Kaori Oniyama and Alex Lee Kari Hojo and Haruka and Kato not Nako Kato just for anyone wondering <laughs> uh, <laughs> against Akti Asakawa and Holly Dead uh, Momo Watanabe and Datora um, 
Hiromi Mora, which we will talk about more on the mm-hmm. show, and Starlight Kid. Yes, 2015, folks. Starlight Kid, intern. Um, Who's someone we haven't talked about much on this podcast yet? Starlight Kid? Yeah. It's almost like she's 21 years old. <laughs> but she's been here a while. She has. She ha- Well, we talk about like everyone else that's been here a while. I don't think we ever yeah. talk about Kid. Like, we're like, Azumi, you know, she's been here for a decade. Happy 10th anniversary, by the way, to Azumi. You know, we talk about um, Saki Kashima. She was yeah. in and out. Starlight Kid's like, eh, you know. <laughs> to be fair, she's wearing a mask. It's easy to confuse her. <laughs> Anyways, we move along here. Um, the other two teams were Kyoko Kora and Chris Wolf, and Satana Garrett and Hiroya Matsumoto. That team's just on paper, just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> and, and I love seeing Hiroya Matsumoto in stardom around this time. She brought a lot to the table, I thought. Yes, she did. She Hiroya Matsumoto has been such a strong wrestler for such a strong mm. like for years yeah like she has been a benefit to whoever has her um and, and her t- time in stardom if you can go out of your way to find it on stardom world do so because mm-hmm. it, it's just a lot of good matches you know she she was key part of stardom for a while there oh yeah yeah, you, you and you needed that kind of person work. around that time, that sort of solid veteran hand, especially around you know this in the next couple of years because there's a young learning roster, um, and she was someone that could kind of give them that guiding hand. And I'm not biased because you know her success led to a lot of Jungle Counter success, but it's a nice byproduct. You bias never. Pot Anyways, metal black. Uh, Thunder Rock went all the way to the final due to a draw between Hojo, Kato, and Yasukawa and Holly Dead. Um, so, so, uh, moving forward here. Sorry, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Yes, I'm making sure I got that right. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like, won the I... first round matchup yes. and then got a buy in the second round. Yes. So they went all the way to the finals. Mind you, they are the reigning goddesses of stardom champions mm-hmm. at this time. Thunder Rock is on their powerful, unstoppable run yeah. as champions. It may give away how this ends. Um, <laughs> and then Santana Garrett and Hiroyo Matsumoto advanced to the finals by beating uh, Momo Watanabe and Datura. Yeah. And I, I think, like, you're looking at this particular tournament. Um, there's a lot of interesting little pairings and stuff. I think this is the right final to run in this circumstance. It's probably the two, well, probably, it is the two strongest teams here. Um, and especially when you're building and establishing the freedom, but particularly Thunder Rock in this situation, uh, giving them a team like that in the final is a fine way to sort of just continue to grow their strength. I believe... If I'm not mistaken, it was the same month that Santana Garrett would go on to become Wonder of Stardom champion. There you so, go. obviously a very strong build for her to that point mm. through Tag League, uh, but before Thunder Rock, Io Shirai, and Mayu Yutani would get the win, which is, you know, it was bound to happen. And they couldn't do it in the block tournaments. They had to again, settle important she beat Io Shirai to win the title yeah so 
you know, she may have lost the tag league final. She didn't get the tag belts there, but she did go on to defeat EO. Pretty big deal, if I'd say so myself. Relatively big deal, yes. Mandy Leon also beat you, so maybe it wasn't as big of a deal as we think it is. Did she win by pinfall or submission? I have no idea. I never watched that match. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. You, you thought you were good. I, <laughs> I have no idea. I can't believe you just questioned me on that. Anyways, anyways. 2016, the, the continuation of great teams goes on. The, the, I will give a spoiler here. The finals was not for the Goddesses of Stardom Championships. We finally we finally got a change-up here. Uh, but the teams here are very intriguing, I think. I think you have some really fun teams in terms of Yoko Bito and Kairi Hojo, mm-hmm. who... Spoiler alert, went on to win. You have Chelsea Green and Santana Garrett, which, of course, Chelsea Green is, I believe, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions right now. Look at, she got the experience, baby. (laughs) She couldn't have done it without this tournament. And she's teaming with former stardom wrestler Viper to do Mm. so. So how about them apples? The world Uh, comes together. Hiromi Mimura and reigning goddess of stardom champion Sayori No. Not back then, now. Uh, Holly Dead and Thunder Rosa. Io Shirai, Mayu you may have heard of uh Jungle Kiona and Momo Watanabe, which, of course, we love that duo. J.K. Uh, Green. Kagetsu and Chris Wolf, and then Casey Owens and Leah Owens. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's, you're starting to see some more familiar teams, at least for me. Like, this is sort of when I was starting to follow through. And I remember, like, the Thunder Rosa Holly Dead pairing quite strongly. Um, obviously, you got Thunder Rock, the Owens uh, twins. J.K. Green was fantastic. Uh, and Beto and Kyrie is kind of the pairing. Like, obviously, I picture Thunder who's, Rock who's together. J.K. Green? Hmm? Who's J.K. Green? Yeah. Who is that? Well, it you know, they, they add an E every time they win a match. So at this point, they were just JK Green, and then they started to win some matches and add some E's on. And thankfully, they never had a dominant tag title run because, like, we'd be here all day. <laughs> this marks the third straight year for Thunder Rock in the finals. It also marked the final time we'd see Thunder Rock in the tournament together, which is yep. very sad to think about. But hey, what a run. You you know, you, you made the comment, you know, EO was picking all these partners. Yeah, she finally settled on one, and it worked out pretty well for her. Yeah, until she uh, got a bit pissy. Well, you know, that happens to poor Mayu, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe, so the turn, the blocks ended as followed. Kairi Hojo and Yoko Bito winning their block. Holly Dead and Thunder Rosa finishing second. Chelsea Green and Satanic Garrett finishing third. And Hiromi Moore and Sarah and No with one point finishing last and on the red block side you had Io Shirai and Mayu Itani with five points Casey Owens and Leah Owens with three just like he drew it up um, Jungle <laughs> Kyo, Jungle Kiona and Momo Watanabe with two and then Kagetsu and Chris Wolf with two yeah and, and this is the first example of a multiple time winners um, Kari Hojo, Yoko Bito, neither of them are one with their original partners in this situation, but this mm. is both their second times winning the tournament respectively. Uh, and there's a couple of examples, but they're the Four. two first sort of, yeah, 
they're the first two to get on the board in that respect. If so if you're see it. if you're listening now, before we get there, trivia yourself. Who are the other two? Mm. I'll never be able to tell you if you're right or wrong, but ask yourself anyways. Don't I, I, I trust our listeners. I reckon they're pretty smart. I think it, I think they're pretty easy to get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this tournament, especially, like, especially if you've been watching a couple of years, like, yes. you can probably start to piece it together. Exactly. See? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I believe in the listeners. I believe mm. that if you're listening to this podcast, you're you're very smart people. You're you're obviously great. You make great choices. I'm sure you'll make great choices in your predictions as well. I believe in our listeners more than I believe in the hosts. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, oh, and also watch that final if you have a chance to. Yes, um, it's a great final. It is a great final. I loved, I loved the team. Obviously, I loved Thunder Rock, but I mm. love Yoko and Kyrie together. I thought they were phenomenal. I, they brought out the best in each other, and it was fun to see Beto kind of getting that shining role at this point in time. Obviously, you know she she like a lot of wrestlers had the little two stoppers in stardom. She came in, left for a bit, came back. Um, but I think sort of teaming with Kyrie was really kind of obviously she won the wonder of stardom belt, but I think this is kind of when you really got to see her at her best. Kyrie pretty good. That is what that is what you just said. Um for those wondering, they would go on to win the titles in their challenge. So I probably should have said that for all the other ones we went through, but it helped that most of them with the titles on the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it makes it a bit easier, but it also makes the ones we didn't do for stand out a bit more. Yes. And Kyrie was Wonder Champion at this time as mm-hmm. well. Um, they went on to defeat Kagetsu and Kyoko Kimura for the belts. Yes. At the Aaron Climax that year. So, again... If you want to kind of play with the history here, now now the fi- now the winner of the tournament oftentimes goes to the final show, which is Dream mm-hmm. Queendom, based off the five star Grand Prix this year. I'm not going to assume anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't make bold claims there, do we? So the 2017 tournament again featured another change up. This time, uh, the rest the teams faced the other teams in the other blocks. Mm. Um, which is fami- uh, similar to what the Triangle Derby did yes. this year, for example. So obviously that is a big change, very hard to track. Um, as someone who tracked the Triangle Derby this year, it's kind of a pain to be like, <laughs> what, what makes sense here? Yeah, it, it's an interesting move because um, it's just always assumed if you're running these kind of tournament blocks that it's just you fight within your block and you advance so it creates a different dynamic and there's some stories you can tell using this format it does kind of feel a little needlessly complicated like just throwing in an extra spanner in the works at times but i guess if you want to sort of set up certain matchups this is one way to go about it without sort of forcing everyone into one block yes uh, and again, so, for Goddess Tournament, we've seen them experiment a bit with the style already. This is just another way to go about it, really. So the 2017 blocks were as followed. You had Azumi 
in Starlight Kid. I think we'd all love to see that in a future mm-hmm. tournament. Now that uh, they got to do the dra- Dream Tag Festival together and were fantastic together. Uh, you had Jungle Kiona and Yoko Bito, Hazuki and Io Shirai, and Bea Priestley and Kelly Klein on one side. <laughs> I'm going to play a game after this. Uh, we had Hanakamura and Kagetsu, Hiromi Mamora and Konami, Chardonnay and Scarlet, and that's Gotora, her first appearance here in the tournament, and Shiki Shibusawa. Yes. Um, so let's play a game, folks. <laughs> what team do you think won? <laughs> <laughs> if you guessed Bea Priestley and Kelly Klein, you would be correct. Yeah, well, we, we trust our viewers or listeners to be able to pick the double winners. I wouldn't expect our viewers, our listeners to uh, pick this one unless they already knew. Yeah, so obviously the tournaments were all crazy because they were in different intertwines and stuff and a headache to think about as I look at it personally. So the final ultimately was Bea Priestley and Kelly Klein versus Jungle Kiona and Yoko Bito. Mm-hmm. So take that for what you will. Um, and I think win. classic, classic. Mike is getting used to that. Um, what am I wrong? <laughs> am I wrong? She, she's lost tag league before. And she's lost uh, other tournaments as well. Yeah, at least she got to the finals on like jungle though. <sighs> Any <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh Bea Priestley and Kelly Klein did not win their title challenge, by the way. I know um I know you were concerned. But I will say this does play part to the big time push of Bea Priestley in mm. stardom, obviously. Yep. Um, because she was someone who came onto the scene, made a name for herself in stardom very quickly. Um and like I said, they were able to win the final. They challenged Hanakamura and Kagetsu. So you're damn right they lost. <laughs> I don't want to say the right team won, but the right, the right team, team won. won. You can say the right. Uh, you can say the right team won because everyone listening knows that the right team won. Once we uh, say the two teams, anyways. Now we get to the 2018, and I think this is mm-hmm. where a lot of familiarity will come in for people listening. Uh, there are a lot of big names here that are currently still wrestling in stardom, you, you know, and I think there's a lot of history here in terms of kind of where certain wrestlers would go on towards. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had um, an intriguing final duo of Momo Watanabe and Itami Hayashishta, which we'll dive into in a few minutes here because understanding Utami's 2018 run is the most important part of anything. Um, <laughs> Momo Watanabe was doing pretty good back then, too, I hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is really the peak of the Momo run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is like Momo ain't losing, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. another Wonderstorm champion winning this tournament. Fun little, oh, uh, how the peaches have fallen. At least she won a tournament. Tree. Multiple tournaments, unlike Jungle Kiana. Steady on, mate. Steady on. Uh, we had Hana Kimura and Mary Apache, Mayu Yutani and Saki Kashima, Natsumi and Starlight Kid, Kiri Oniyama and Ruaka, and Hanan and Leo Onizaki, which is, of course, a favorite of many um, in her very short career. <laughs> Big time winner. 
that Leo was. Hey, she made it to Queen's Quest. That's, That's something. True. That's true. And finalists on the other side were again be a priest, be a priestly. This time with Chardonnay. Yeah, she just she can just team with anyone. She's a hey, she's a tag team specialist, and this isn't the only time she, she makes is. the final either. She is, yeah. Name her tag team partner in WWE. I don't think she has one. Anyways, <laughs> name her name in WWE. Blair Davenport. Boom. There we go. Uh, we had Hazuki and Kigetsu finish with six points. Jungle Kiona and Natsuko Tora finished with five. Martina and Natsuko Samiri with four. Azumi and Konami with four. Shiki, Shibu, Sawa, and Tam Nakano making her mm-hmm. first appearance in the tournament at three points. And this is, this is again, like talking about the evolution of the tournament. Not only is this kind of when you'll see a lot of uh, people start to go, oh, yes, I rem- uh, recognize these names, I recognize these teams. The size of the tournament, too. Like, this is bumped up from the usual four or five, you know, teams in uh, one area. We've got six in each block, so it's quite a quite a full one. And it gets that range. You know, you're seeing Leo Onozaki, Ruaka at this point, you know, the youngsters. Shiki Shibasawa is still very uh, sort of fresh in this situation as well. You, with the bigger blocks, you're starting to see what we're talking about more and more. We're getting opportunities and some interesting pairings and stuff. I like to point out um, sometimes, like, where the final is. Mm-hmm. So Because it was five years ago, so it's recent enough. Mm. This was in Fukuoka. Ah, uh, that's a shame. I could make another mic joke, but I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> Why are we Hazuki going lost. in on mic today? <laughs> Hazuki lost, by the way. Yeah. Tough. Fukuoka, just a tough place to wrestle. She normally does pretty well there. Yeah, she does. She does. Um, Also, uh, so there's 330 people in attendance. Obviously, a big change within five years to what we have for a final in the five-star. Not the five-star. See? I was going to mess up. Any tournament. Definitely the five-star. The (laughs) five-star definitely gets more. uh, But the goddesses of stardom tournament. So Momo and Utami, obviously, big-time duo there. Mm. Uh, one of the most dominant duos to ever win the tournament in that time. Of course, Utami was on her big rookie run, and Momo Watanabe was on her Wonder of Stardom title run. Yeah. Just unbelievable forces. And you were watching by then. Yes, yes. I was very. This is sort of when I was truly locked in, I would say. When they announced that team, did you just yeah. assume they were winning? Very much so. Yeah. Because like by this point, we'd already seen Utami make it to the final of the five-star Grand yes. Prix. Uh, and it was very clear like her initial push wasn't just kind of like, a hey, we've got a new toy. Let's sort of showcase her. It's like, we believe in this person and you are going to realize how good she is. And obviously, pairing her with someone like Momo, who at this point has really found her groove, found what makes her tick, um, was a good chance for her to learn as well. You know, I almost said to you right now, Imagine if they ever did that with someone again. The closest we're ever going to get to that is one Suzu Suzuki, who just did yeah. it. But this, she won. She yeah. won. Yeah. The difference is though, Suzu obviously had several years in wrestling yes. prior. Utami like this, Utami didn't wrestle for years in Wave and Ice Ribbon and Prominence. Like she yeah. came from her home. Yeah. You know, came from being Big Daddy's kid, right. and trained. You know, got back and got into the ring very quickly after her training and just went on a tear, which 
the, the, the time that took for her to get this good is part of what makes this debut year of hers so phenomenal. For as much as people were like, oh, they're pushing her so hard so fast just because she's a minor, minor celebrity, she belonged in the ring. Like, she was every bit as good as you'd want someone in that position to be. It's hard, but I think it's 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 fun to point this out because I do think we're kind of in the year of rookies for Josie mm. right now. There's a lot of great mm. rookies around the scene. Obviously, uh, New Blood just happened with Azusa and Naba, who I think is like, if you've ever seen Tomoki Naba when she was new, it is not even close. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Azusa has the cheat code, obviously, of learning from her sister. Um, but it's like... I don't know. I don't think we'll ever see something like the big rookie again in stardom because of where stardom is now compared to back then. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think we, I, you know, I don't think Hanako is going to run the gauntlet here, you know? So. Hey, you never know. You may have just made a fool out of yourselves when uh, she's I won hope the I did. I, you know what? I hope I did. I hope I did. I hope just something goes crazy and she wins the whole thing. Maybe it's time for her beast run. Well, I uh, say Ida's finding her groove as a tag wrestler right now. She is. She is. She is a champion, which makes it very funny that they are not duo. But I got Mayu and Hanan together, so alas, I won. <laughs> um, 2019. <laughs> Tell me if you heard this one before. <laughs> <laughs> Being Priestley <laughs> made the Focknels. <laughs> yeah. That is three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Three different tag team partners, folks. <laughs> Incredible. This time was with very popular Jamie Hayter. And not only did they get to the finals, they won by four points. Mm-hmm. They won their block by four points, folks. Um, the other teams were as followed. Momo Watanabe and Azumi. Riho and Starlight Kid. Natsuko Tora and Hazuki. Jogo Kiona and Konami. And my, Who were the champions at this stage? Saki Kashima. Yes, which is cr- pretty crazy that they finished so low. Uh, yeah. Poor jungle. Just poor jungle. Can't say I mean, it is actually crazy that she was in this tournament because she she was injured and she came back pretty early to make this tournament. And unfortunately, like Jungle Kenner being injured that might have become been a, a bad choice. Yeah, may, maybe should have sat this one out. But that's not for me to speak, and that is hindsight as 2020. It's not the first time she came back quickly from injury either. On the other side of the turn, we had Saida and Saya Kamatani. Yay! Natsu I Samire. like them as a team. I miss them as a team. Well, maybe you'll get it again someday. Yeah. You know, they're clearly the same level of growth. Um, you know, Natsu Sumire and Session Moth Martina. One of them's a champion right now, the other's not. That's all I'm saying. Neither of Natsu and Martina. Actually, Martina could be a champion. I couldn't tell you. I know you met Ida and Kamatani, yeah. though. You know what? Low blow. Low blow. Kamatani's injured. Have some respect. All the respect pro- you're giving to the other injured person we were just talking about. It's okay. She's probably going to dream queen the main event at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if she's not, she's going to get a world title match eventually. Yeah. Uh, Andras Miyagi and Kigetsu were recently returned. Yes. Andras Miyagi uh, as Michiko. Of course, but I think that's an incredible timing. Uh, you have Bobby Tyler and Zoe Lucas, Hanakamura and Death Yamasan, and maybe, maybe the most favorite thrown together team in stardom history. And that is, as we know now, best friends in real life, uh, um, Arisa Shiki and Tam 
knock it out. Dream Shine. Dream Shine. Who doesn't love Dream Shine? I think everyone loves Dream Shine, truthfully. The only people who don't love Dream Shine are the people who haven't seen Dream Shine. I think it's the people that we can't trust because I wouldn't agree. <laughs> Dream well, if Shine. If you haven't seen Dream Shine, we can't trust you. Dream Shine would go on to win their match. Uh, their final over being Priestley and Jamie Hader, which again, obviously a big deal, but they would not successfully win the titles. And that's another wonder storm champion in the finals and winning, by the way. I, I, I should have counted these because there's a lot. What a weird, like, thing. wait, who's the Mariah and my soccer? I might win, guys. <laughs> you heard it first. Just a warning, just giving you an idea. But they did lose their challenge to Jungle Kiona and Konami. And ha! some finally get to talk about a jungle victory. Well, not really, because it's not really part of what we're talking about. But yeah, I'll give it to you. Um, I no offense to you, but it is a shame that Dream Shine didn't get the title run. Yeah, no, look, as obviously as one of the biggest jungle fans out there, I was utterly shocked that they didn't win the titles here because everything had been built up in such a way. It felt like they were going to that story. And I guess maybe because Arisa was the wonder of some champion and not that that stopped them from doing double champs in the past, but it does make booking difficult when you're trying to run, you know, shows with multiple championships. Um, but it was a real shame because Dreamshine really is one of maybe the most popular teams starting to put together full stop. Um, yeah. Whether it's throw together, whether it's kind of, you know, long-term, yeah, they weren't together for long, but Ooh. they just had this magnetic chemistry, and the story surrounding them was just told wonderfully. It is the reason we have Tamlor. Yes. That feud, that relationship, is the reason we still deal with Tamlor today. That's uh, reason... why this podcast is called Stardom Road. Because because Arisa got hurt and she never got to finish the damn story. Shout out Cody Rhodes, uh, who also has never finished the damn story. Um, hopefully he That's does. That's going to be relevant regardless of when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, so she had to create the Tam Road and Tam lore and it'll never end. But I will say my favorite part about Dreamshine is anytime we get like past couple of years, we got like a picture of them together. Mm. Really would like one of those sometime soon. Because yes. uh, as as one of the many Arisa fans, just want to know she's doing well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we hope for the best. You know, we've talked we talked about it, I think, in her podcast series that we did earlier in this run. Um, such a magnetic figure. Um, and every little bit of joy that we got from her, just you hold on to it because there wasn't a lot of chances, but she maximized that. I did. Yeah, she did. And uh, again, we hope that she's having a great time out there. And we did love um, that duo. Just a fantastic duo. If you if you want to go back and just have a great time, go watch Dreamshine. Here's a fun question for you that we didn't at all plan, but it just struck me. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which Arisa pairing would you rather see again from this oh, tournament? My. Arisa and Mayu or Arisa and Tan? Oh, Arisa and Mayu, 1,000%. Those really? are, like two, that, those that are my two fun. favorite stardom wrestlers of all time. <laughs> but on. it's the Dream Shine team. Yeah, yeah, but I see enough of Tam. <laughs> Tam and Natsu are cool. You know, um, I don't know. If like that even was a possibility, I still probably wouldn't think much about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah. It, but Dream Shine, like, they got their run. I want to see Mayu and Arisa at their best get that run. You know? See, I'd rather face each other. Well, that too. You know? I, like, if I had to pick, I'd rather see Dream Shine team together and Arisa and Mayu fight each other. You would absolutely get the opposite. Like, if that was a possible reality, you would 100% get the opposite. To, to be fair, what would happen is Arisa would get paired with Aya Sakura in the Goddess of Stun Tag Tournament. If that, that might be great. If we can build it another, would be great. If we can build a second Arisa Shiki at Aya Sakura, we are in a good world. Uh, first, first move, dye her costume. Yeah, well, that's easy. Um, <laughs> man, if Arisa ever walked back in the door, which obviously she can't because she's hurt. Um, that would be like instant match for Tam. Oh yeah, that'd be like the first match. Yeah, because I think if you're starting, we'd be like, all right, we just made sure we got this match. That's all we needed, you know. <laughs> and, and I'd hope she'd try and join Cosmic Angels like she did with Stars. <laughs> and that's a point. Welcome to Tam's. Like, no, not this again. Oh, please, no, please, <laughs> no. Yeah, you think I have problems with Mayu? Oh. <laughs> you know why I'm in, you know why I am this way? <laughs> uh there we go. Booking again. Anyways, uh let's get to the 2020 tournament. 2020 tournament's the first one I saw in full. Oh nice. Um, which was great because the team I wanted to win won. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to happen. They end up winning the tag titles after the fact, which again, criminal decision. Another kind uh, of surprising decision, though not as surprising as the previous years. Yeah, this, it broke me a little bit because they went to the finals the year after and then didn't win them. And then, and then, and then, Momo had to get a chair and smash Azumi's brain to smithereens. And... Spoiler on who we're talking about there. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's talk about the teams. We had Azumi and Momo Watanabe. Of course, Momo Az, Momo AZ, whichever you prefer. I don't know what yeah. the correct saying is. I'm not going to lie to you. I've heard, mul- I've heard multiple on every podcast. Um, I call them Momo Az, but because, you know, it's Azumi. It's not mm. AZM. What's your source there? I have it from a very credible uh, moneymaker that it's AZM. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. I applaud you. I applaud you on that one. Uh, you had Bea Priestley and Konami just one point off of that final. <laughs> As you'd expect with Bea Priestley. You had Hameka and Shuri, Goki mm-hmm. Death and Riho. Just a wild duo there. <laughs> uh, Mina Sherkawa and Tam Nakano. And then on the other side, you had Julia and Micah. Michael lost in the final. So I kind of Tani and Tommy Hayashista, they're pretty good. Mayu and Tani, oh, MK Sisters too. They really just took yeah. up all away all the teams I love. MK Sisters and Momo Oz were my teams, and they destroyed them both in the same year. <laughs> okay. At least I got, I will say, I got MK Sisters one time at Wrestle Kingdom. That was pretty cool. It, um, it was pretty good. Because they just were like, ah, yeah, we're just going to be the MK sisters for this. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're, we're not going to actively hate each other like we have been. Uh, yeah, Natsuko Tor and Saki Kashima, obviously always a lovely team. Mm. And Hanan and Saida, the reigning New Blood Tag Team Champions of the World, baby. It all started in 2020. Look at them now. Wingori are good. Like, they're just I a fun Wingori. team. 
I haven't watched the new blood match that they actually won the titles in yet, but I heard it was really fun. So, and I'm sure I'm going to have a big smile on my face because how do you not get happy about Saeed and Hanan winning titles? I mean, come on. Exactly. It's like, the, I mean, you just have to look at the response like online when, mm-hmm. like, obviously it wasn't broadcast live. You it didn't matter. Following. It was like a collective, yeah, everyone like, was just so happy. Uh, I think it was more for Ida because, like, we know Hanan's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, like, them as a team, like, it's yeah, always been yeah. a fun team, but they've never really gone anywhere with it. Obviously, Especially because all- Tag League was announced too. Yeah. And they weren't together. So it's like, it's nice to see them get their, get their mm, moment. For sure. um, speaking of getting their moment, Azumi and Momo would go on to win this tournament, defeating Julia and Micah in the final. Which is wonderful. We mm. love to see it, but they they did not win their title match. But they did get something very special for the very first time in the Goddess Bingo. of Sun Tag League. They got rings, and I actually I love this addition to the Goddess Law. It's love not just rings. hey we've won a tournament and we get like the trophy that they always get, and then we challenge for the titles. The rings are just very clever way of going about here's an award you know the five-star grand prix you get the crown and cape the cinderella tournament you get the dress and now you get the little shoe statue triangle derby you get the flag and with this tag league you get the the rings the two rings that each person wears and that's yeah love it such a smart addition i always love rings because as a big sports fan teams get rings when they win championships it's so simple yeah so simple and Such they're well designed ad. too. I like the design of them. Yeah, you could. I'm pretty sure you could have bought one last year. I think they put them on sale. They did. I, I'm not sure if they're going to sort of release them every year. It's kind of like a hey, you know, goddess has happened. I don't remember how much the they were. But if they do like, again, I feel I like it wasn't sense. ridiculously. Pretty. It wasn't. It wasn't. I didn't think about it last year. If they do it again, just saying. Because the rings are cool. Maybe we should get one each, and then we can be the, the yeah, goddess we can be the Stardom, Stardom podcast champions. The Stardom Road team. Yeah. Thank you, Tam. You get to be Tam, uh, I get to be Arisa. Agreed. I hate... Oh, I'm world champion. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and you're injured. <laughs> Which is pretty factual in life. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Um, anyways, they were going to lose their title match against Aphrodite. Sayakotani. And Itami, a pretty good team, which is so funny because they weren't even as good as they are now back then. Yeah, yeah, this was them still finding their way a little bit, and I think that them as a team really came together and helped them find their strengths. Yeah, they teamed quite early in both of their runs, but it was a very important team. And I mean, now, like, obviously, there's a lot of story and lore behind that team, Um, but even at the time, it was just you saw them growing together and that's so valuable. And obviously 2020, this is a time where you really needed the young stars to kind of step up. And I mean, you got that in this tournament, you know, look at the finalists, all four of them are either very young age wise or just fresh into stardom and then going up against Itami and Saika Matani. Yeah. I, I think I'm not going to dive in. Never mind. I was going to dive into Saya and Itami and, not gonna, but they did. That, that, that's a podcast in of itself. That is, that is. Let's just say they they helped each other in so many different ways to mm. become great, like they are. Um, all right, twenty twenty one. Um, 
I remember this tournament very, very much. <laughs> I, I watched this full thing. And this, of course, was the tournament of FWC. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with Julia injured, the champions were not in the tournament, of course, similar to this year. But, you know, no, well, Natsupoy is injured, but that's not why they were in the tournament this year. Yeah. Um, weird how that works. Uh, but... But this was the FWC team. Azuki had just come back, uh, and she's teaming with Koguma. Obviously, they have been pretty much the best team in stardom since this tournament. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's a debate at this point. No, in terms of, like, strength and longevity, I don't think you can argue it. I think they've comfortably been the best team. They often get the best matches out of their opponents. Uh, they have the best New Eras match yes. to date, I think. They have... A great title match against ALK, obviously, where they won the belts. But to mm-hmm. get there, of course, they had to win the tournament. Um, and the tournament teams were as followed. You had Azumi Watanabe, once again, winning a block. Again, you can see why it hurts that they never became champions, because they were <laughs> dominant. Uh, you had my, they were perfect together. Like, Azumi and Momo were perfect together. You had the heavy hitter, and you had the speed Mm-hmm. And speed and speed and speed, you know, and just like it works so perfectly. It's why I love Utami and Azumi together. It's why I love, you know, I love Azumi being with the wrestlers like that because it's so different, though. I think she does do a really good job with Mio Amasaki, all things yeah. considered. It's a different role for her in the O2 line. Um, but this is, I think, it definitely with a heavy alongside her. Um, not that Momo's a heavy, but she's a hard-hitting striker. Um, it really highlights her. Not to mention the chemistry with Momo AZ or Momo Oz uh, is just off the chain. Whether it's in the ring as a team or as opponents, they just know each other inside and out so well. One day. One day, maybe. One day I'll get it. Momo's still 23. Just a reminder. Not, not, not crazy. Zumi's even younger. Yes. Yes, she's been around forever. We know. Uh, we have Mayu Utani and Rin Katakora, obviously. Uh, the the daughter-in-law of Ketsei Sasaki and Akira Okuno. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to toss that out there because I always think it's a fun little fact. Yeah, um, living in Canada right now, right? Yes, I believe she's pregnant last time well, I congratulations. saw Congratulations. Okay, well, I... If she's listening to this, that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, we had Ruaka and Starlight Kid, who also finished with seven points. A very strong showing for them, which again makes the Ruaka um, fate this year a little sad because you know mm. she had done such a good job in back-to-back years in this tournament. Um, we had Micah and Shuri teaming up. Yep. Mina Shirakawa and Tam teaming up once again. Lady C and Wakasukiyama. That was a team. Was that? Did Lady C use Waka in the swing? Is that what they did? Yeah, I, yeah, I that feel was, like that's that was picking awesome. a box. Yeah. She would just throw Waka at people. It was great. They never won, but they were fun. Lady C is really good at being fun with her. Opponent. Yeah, and I these tag, tag, tag tournaments really help highlight that because yeah. it's almost like serving the Fukigan death role in the five-star Grand Prix that she was in. It's giving you a little bit of comedy, a little bit more of a lighthearted match. Um, and she's at her best when she can bounce off different people, both character-wise and in-ring. Um, you know, we, we see it this year, uh, the, this year of the tournament with Waka Tsukiyama, and especially next year with My Sakurai. That pairing was just 
way better than it had any right to be. Uh, this this highlights the best aspect of Lady C. On the other side, we had Hazuki and Koguma, Sai Kamatani mm-hmm. and Tommy Hayashishta, Ameka and Natsupoi. Loved loved them, as uh, my friend called them, Little Big Planet. Uh, <laughs> they didn't love each other during this tournament, though. No, no, they did not. They had uh, that was such a weird thing. Um, we have my Sakurai and Nagi Sayaka. Um, Talk Fugu about weird things. Yes. Fuging Death and Saki Kashima, and then Hanan and Arena. As you can imagine, they work really well together. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Kidding, by the way. Um, the final night was crazy of this tournament because they had one, they had to have a tiebreaker mm. between Tommy, Saya, and then Hazuki and Koguma. Which ultimately resulted in Zuki and Koguma wrestling three different matches. And the change up here, of course, was that uh, Momo Oz wrestled the match before the finals when they uh, were able to take out Mayu and Rin Katakura, which I believe their team name was Blue Marine. It was. Which I liked. I liked that. I liked them together. They were very, they were very good together. Um, I think it was a really good highlight for Rin. You know, Mayu at this point is able to take a little bit of a backseat, take yeah. on the mentoring role and, yeah, sort of help Rin sort of find herself. Because she's a really good wrestler, but I think sometimes struggled with the character stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But alongside Mayu, I think it definitely helped highlight her. And in the final, one of the best finals in tournament history, mm. it was the FWC team of Suzuki and Koga defeating Momo Oz. And as we know, Suzuki and Koga would go on to win the tag team titles defeating ALK, ending the great reign of ALK, which was pretty much you know over as is because Julia was hurt for so long. But oh, I loved ALK, they were so much fun. Their tag league run would have been insane, yeah. And it was, it was fascinating seeing Donna Del Mondo skirt around the primary team so much, yeah. I mean, they could have done my email if they wanted to, but well, they, they would the next year. Um, yeah. But yeah, like not doing Shuri Julia in the tournament is uh, surprising and not doing my Hime more often. But I, I do wonder if that was partly to protect them more. We had a lot of teams in this tournament um, in 2022. Of course, this was won by 7up and I, Takahashi, mm-hmm. and you. There's um, your fourth person. Yes, it was uh, for those for those wondering at home, Nanai was the fourth of the four. Yes. To win this tournament twice, all with different partners. So it was Anai, Momo, uh, Yokobito, and Kairi Hojo. Pat yourselves on the back if you knew that. Yeah. And if you see. didn't, pat yourself on the back anyways because you tried. One of my favorite things is that no team has ever won twice. Yeah. But and it does make you wonder if we see that change at some point. FWC would be a good choice. Just saying. It's very possible. Them versus Sayori and Natsupoi? What did they know that? Um, anyways, this that's too current. I know, I know. It's too current. Uh, let's get to the other side. So the standings were as followed. You had 7-Up, Nanai Takahashi, and you getting 11 points. FWC, Hazuki, and Koguma getting 10. Mahime getting 10. The New Eras. I know everyone was waiting for that one. Uh, getting 9. BMI 2000, which was a very bright spot. In this tournament, I thought this was the beginning of Natsuka Tora really finding mm-hmm. herself again post injury. Yep. Um, 
teaming with Rocca, who really helped carry that team. Rocca had some great performances mm -hmm. as part of this duo. Um, Azumi and Mio Amasaki of O2 line. This is when we got to see Mio Amasaki really start to put things together. I'm very excited for their tournament this year for that because I think yes. she's a lot better now as is, and uh, it'll be a good way to let them do that. We had Mina Shirakawa, which ultimately turned into Waka. Sikiyama, of course, when Mina's face got broken by mm -hmm. the knee of um, Sayakamitani. Worked out right here for Mina in the end. Um, and Saki... So they didn't go with a colors team. They went with a mixture of Cosmic Angels and colors. Remember when colors was in stardom? Yeah. Remember when they were a part of Cosmic Angels? Just like it was a faction of like seven people. Yeah. I'll just say this. We now have the best version of Cosmic Angels in present day. The that workhorse the, angels as you refer to them. The workhorse angels and Tam. <laughs> I mean the, the mad no the matches are great because Tam will get in there she'll hit some like hard forearms and suplexes and she'll get right out it's like that is that is a real worker right there she's like Yuna you do all the work and then I'll do cool things and then I'll tag you back in it's exactly how I want all main eventers to wrestle from now on especially after all the injuries recently <laughs> like just go do the just follow the Tam method sometimes folks it works I mean, she's the most popular wrestler in stardom, so clearly it works. Tam does a lot of things right. I'll give her that credit. She does. Um, I also, my Tam jabs are always for fun. I do like Tam, um, but it's too funny because I know some people listen to this that love Tam. So it's like, let me, let me give you a few pokes here and there. Um, and then you yeah, have Wingo. Clearly, Gore, like you much. poke at Jungle Keanu every chance, too. And, uh... Oh, I actually don't like Jungle Keanu. That's not true. Nah, it's, I don't actually have an opinion on Jungle Kiona. She has some cool matches. That Momo match is pretty good. I, I know you're going to follow this up with the one she lost. <laughs> I was not actually that <laughs> That was really good, though. I like the Mayu Itani match, the championship match that she lost, yeah. as she should have. I mean, hindsight 2020, sure, but... Hindsight 2020, she didn't win that match. Um, and then on the other side, you had Aphrodite. <laughs> Sorry, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, on the other side, you had blue, uh, the Red Goddess block. It was Aphrodite, Utami, Hayashishta, and Saikamitani winning the block. Uh, Meltier, uh, Tim Nakano, and Natsupoi finishing second. Black Desire, Momo Watanabe, mm. and Starlight Kid, obviously a favorite one. Karate Brave. Oh, I miss Karate Brave, Shuri, Tomoki, Naba, Mafia, Bella. They were badass. Julian Tekla. Um, Peach Rock, Mayu Itani, and Momokogo. I know a lot of people love that team. Um, just one of the best names in history. We love Tokyo Sports, Saki Kashima, and Fuki Death. And then My Fair Lady, who did a great job, My Sakurai. And you want to talk about great names in tag history. My Fair Lady is right up there. Oh, My Julia is there, too. Mm-hmm. That one's really yeah. good. <laughs> that one's really good. It's like honestly, ah, this is one of my favorite things about when they just throw all these different people into teams. It's yeah. fun seeing what names they come up with because there is some true gems. No one's better than Icon Tag this year. Just saying. Mm. Shout out the Icon Tag, um, or Eye Contact, <laughs> <laughs> which is fun. Uh, but yes, the finals, um, of course, were Nanai and you defeating Utami and Sayakamitani in a really strong final. And as we know, Nanai and you would go on to defeat Meltier mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at Dream Queendom. 
and then lose those belts in a count on the biggest show in stardom history on the biggest show in stardom history this this tag league like the final couple of nights they they did orchestrate this wonderfully because there was so much question over who was going to advance because you look at like the especially the um which block at the blue block you had seven up fwc my him and i new eras and bmi 2000 all like right within the hunt and all viably going through and you could make cases for just about all of them ruark and nasa was probably a long shot but like they'd done so well as a team but awesome. any of those people you could have easily explained through. And on the other side, Aphrodite, Meltier, Black Desire, like they are all really right in the hunt as well and viable finalists. So full credit to making the end of this tournament just a wonderful what if and who could go through. It was what am I going to do to get Karate really well. Wraith back? Well, I guess it depends when Tamaka Naba is not wearing a mask and in New York or Miami. That's okay. We got Azusa so now. It's fine. Would be fun to see Shuri take on Azusa in a similar situation, but oh my god, Azusa might be like the greatest of all time when she gets like to a normal age. If that happens, <laughs> she's really good now. She's really good now at fifteen years old, and once she's legally allowed to drive, yeah, she might be uh, in the uh, Suzu range by then. <laughs> um, anyways, so that is your full tournament. Um, we kind of highlighted some of the teams we like, but we'll go back. Obviously, mm. Dream Shine's the obvious one. I think if you talk to anyone yes. that was watching Stardom back then or has gone back to watch Stardom, um, that is kind of the fun one. It helps that they won, obviously, mm, and you know, sure. highlights them a little bit more. Um, in terms of like normal full time teams, Thunder Rock, you know, yeah, doesn't get much y- better than Thunder Rock. Yoko Beto, Kari. Yoko Bito and Kyrie, Momo Oz. Yes. Respect I was going to say Nanai and Kyrie were wonderful as well in the early years. Nanai and you were great. They were a really yeah. good team. I liked yeah. them. Uh, I don't think anyone would well. call them their favorites, hmm. uh, but they did do great work um, as a duo. Just, a lot of great then, matches when they had their very you know, short run with Stardom. Yeah. was only about five months as a team. but It ended on a sour note, so I think a lot of people changed their minds on it. But yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that people remember that match as kind of what they're all about because it, it's not a good example of how good they were as a team. Yeah. Uh, Blue Marine was great. Um, I thought they were a fun team uh, because, you know, at that time, Stars have a rough time. You know, yes. Like, they just rebuilt itself really quick, and Mayu was like, Hello? Rin, Rin came in and gave him an extra body in during the Oedo tie wars. It didn't help, but yeah, I think there. And I think the fun part about the Goddesses Tag League, even like when people look at this year's, I know like not as many people are as excited. But I think there's a lot of things to like mm-hmm. about the tournament. I think obviously the return of FWC again. Yes, is great, you know, because they're just so good. Um, you have Micah and Megan Bain, which is a very intriguing duo. You have Suzu Suzuki and May Sarah, who might be the best tag team going right now in stardom that's in the tournament because Sayori and Natsupoi are not in the tournament, obviously. Um, 
You have prominence returning, Risa Sarah, mm-hmm. Kurumi Hiragi. Kurumi Hiragi, obviously, was maybe the highlight of the Triangle Derby earlier this Absolutely. year. So should be great to see that duo back together. We'll get to see them versus Suzu and Maysara, which should be very interesting. And against uh, Julia. And against Julia. Always it's always Julia. I also want to shout out the Natsuko Toromomo Watanabe team because mm. obviously Oedo Tai had to do some shuffling about with the Salak Kid injury. This is a really good team. We've seen them work together before and they work together wonderfully, but this is peak Natsuko Tora. Um, and we saw in the five star Grand Prix, Momo Watanabe, when she turns it on, she is one of the very best. That is the truth. That is the truth. I think, you know, looking back, at this tournament, I think they've just uh, always done such a good job at creating exciting situations, especially come the last night. Past two years, mm. they've done really good. Um, you know, creating the tiebreaker two years ago between two of the top teams in the entire company. Um, last year, like you highlighted, with the it could pretty much be won by anyone. Yeah. Um, even even if I think a lot of people assume seven up. You didn't really know for sure, hmm. um, which is always nice. And then you have go back more, you know, 2020 Momoaz gets the win there. Um, you have to go far back after that to, if you want to avoid Bea Priestley because uh, she, <laughs> she was there forever. But even even so, I think Bea Priestley and Jamie Hayer were a fun duo. Um, I mean, that that, main this, that was the tournament that really brought them together. And yeah. you saw how good they became because they eventually became tag champions and were really good together. And it was a shame that that was cut short by COVID because, you know, Jamie Hayter was really starting to find herself as a wrestler. And that was, you know, B Priestley took her a couple of years to really, you know, become a, a strong mainstay in stardom. But once she did, she was a very strong hand and I think arguably better as a tag team wrestler. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and other than that, I think again, you can go out through the history and see like growing points for certain duos, rivalries. Um, obviously, you know, like we just talked about with Saeed and Hanan. Of all teams, mm. you know, we saw them in this tournament and where they are now. I know it's just the new blood tags, but still, still tag team belts, you know. Oh, for still, sure, still something they absolutely earned together. Um, what is one match you think anyone listening to this should see from the history of the goddesses of stardom tournament? That's a tough one. Um, because I'll be honest, like the goddess matches generally don't stand out as much in like history to me. Sure, like your five star Grand Prix. Um, but honestly, Hot I take. would just I would honestly just go back and watch the final night from last year. Because like mm. the beauty, the beautiful thing about the tournament kind of settings is that unpredictability and intrigue. You know, it's all well and good just highlighting a single match. But when you're talking about especially tournament settings, seeing the full story around each match, because they were really good matches too on that final night, like obviously stacked and telling the story, but it came together wonderfully. You watch that final night, you get the storytelling coming through and the heartbreak of the wrestlers who were in contention but fell short and you know, had the chance to advance but maybe didn't quite put it together. Um, other than that, 
it would be the final from 2020, Momo Oz versus Mayu and Starlight Kid. Um, not surprising given the four that were involved, but it was just an absolutely tremendous match, even by their standards. You see Mayu and Starlight Kid? Yes. In 2020? Yeah, the, the year Momo Oz won. Uh, well, it wasn't the final. Sorry, it was the um to advance to the final. It was yes, on the yes, final. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that was great. Man. Sorry, you said I thought you said final. I was like, they were. I in did, the final. but I was, yeah, it was the final. <laughs> Didn't I just say? Well, yeah. No, you're right. I think I think going back to final nights is really your best bet because those mm-hmm. final nights are great. Um, I'd recommend the 2021 final night and mm-hmm. watch FWC's final night. I think they those three performances back to back to back are just incredible. Um, obviously the final just being absolute killer with Momo Oz. Um, and then you get that Aphrodite like sprint match because it's yeah. just like, it's right after they already wrestled. They're trying like, uh, let me get the time on that actually, because I, I remember it being like just craziness and the beauty really of Hazuki and Koguma, obviously in that spot is how they wrestle. Yeah. It's five minutes and 27 seconds. Right after Saya and Tommy went 9.54, mm. um, Hazuki Koguma made easy work of We Love Tokyo Sports. But, you know, it's fine. Part Who of does? the storytelling. And part, part of protecting of the <laughs> having to wrestle three matches in a single night. Yeah. There's a wrestled, reason why they don't do tiebreakers that often. They wrestled 15 minutes and 28 seconds later that night. Yeah. Um, while Momoaz went 13-13 the match before. So, again, <laughs> I think added up. They still wrestle longer than Hazuki <laughs> and Kokomo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go watch that. Go watch those. I think the Goss and Storm Tag League, it's a fun thing to go back and check out. Mm. It's not like you don't need to go check out every match. If you're if you're looking to get yourself up on history of the tournament, try to check out the finals. Yeah. Um, I think the finals are always your best bet uh, to get a grasp of the tournament. Final nights, too, if you want to see how the teams got there. That's always sure. a good option as yeah. well. This tournament is sort of more one you follow as it's happening, I think. You know, you're know, you not going to get the same history with the five-star or even the Cinderella tournament. Um, but in terms of getting quality tag wrestling, it is nice just getting like solid batch of fun teams, really strong teams, that kind of mix, and sometimes finding pairings that you didn't think were going to be amazing and they just come together in such a way because it is a little bit experimental sometimes, you know, not always are these established teams, but like coming back to it a couple of years later, you're like, Oh yeah, this is where they started. This is where they found their groove as a team. It's, um, and there's always some really, really great matches in these. They're not Mm -hmm. as common as say the five-star grand prix, but you, if you know what the top teams are, there's your best bet because uh, you know they go out there and show up. Yeah. yeah. Or if there's a cork in, yeah. It's, it, it's always uh, in the shadow of the five-star Grand Prix a bit because it's similar tournaments, but it's happening straight after basically. Um, yeah. It's easy to kind of go, okay, I'll just, I'll pay vague attention to it, but you are rewarded if you follow through. Yeah. If you want to watch a whole run, watch Dream Shine. You're welcome. Yeah, anyway. I mean, you don't get many chances to see them together, so no. make the most of it. That's the bulk of their run as a duo. Mm. Um, anyways, this was the Stardom Road Podcast. Trent, tell the people where they can find you, uh, what you got going on, anything else. 
Yeah, so um, you can find me on Twitter slash X at One Up Culture. Uh, nothing in particular to plug right now, just the usual. Uh, if you like what Scott and I to do together, be sure to listen to Ocean Cyclone Show um, along with Ryan. That's always a lot of fun. Most recent one was a history of like getting into Joshi. If you are a newer fan, curious about the different promotions and how to deep dive in. So that's a really kind of helpful episode compared to our normal ones where we're just being idiots and having fun. Is that released um, yet? It comes out just after, like, later this week. So uh, if you're if you're listening to this as it drops, uh, it'll be coming out this weekend. Otherwise, it'll be out. Um, and ChocoCast once a month covering Gatto Move and Choco Pro, both on the Wrestling Podcast Network. I think I said this last time. But I think it's so funny that we say Twitter and X. Because like, mean, think about it. Like in our in the idea of this podcast. Yeah. Think about where that is going to be in two years. You know. Like, I mean, the reality is, in two years, you won't be able to find me. I'm going to be a hermit in a cave. So, make the most of your opportunities. Well, I guess we know when the Stardom Road's ending, folks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you find me on Twitter slash X. At Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. Sorry, that's Slash that's, that's rephrased in my head. I've said that so many times on so many other podcasts. I don't usually say the first part. Uh, but yeah, at Scotty Wrestling. Uh, in terms of work, I have five star Grand Prix review up on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel. If that floats your boat, um, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I am, uh, I'm tired, folks. I am officially <laughs> tired. I, I have very little drive right now for the first time in a very long time. So, uh, taking a little I mean, break. It's understandable. You have to deal with me for 90 minutes. That's not even this, though. This is a late podcast. So, that probably plays in part of what how I'm doing lately. <laughs> but, anyways, we'll be back next time with Trent. Let him know. So, because it's in October and we're close so to excited. Halloween. He's so excited. He's literally I am so excited right because now. one of my favorite things in stardom was the costume change battle royal and the mask fiestas. What we're going to do is we're going to take these two wonderful little aspects of stardom, we're going to bring them together, and I'm going to tell you all about them. They didn't happen for that long. It's a couple of years for each, uh, but there was a source of amazing amounts of joy. And it's a bit of history. Who knows if they're going to do them again? Please do them again. If Rossi, if you're listening, do the costume change battle royal again. But we were going to bring it to you ahead of Halloween. So wear a costume. I don't know. Dress up as your favorite stardom wrestler. Don't send pics, but, you know, dress up as your favorite wrestlers and listen to the costume change battle royal mask fiesta combo. If we had a uh, video for this podcast, we would be dressed for it. Just know that. It would be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> It'd be very funny though. <laughs> I would. I already have it. I already have my idea in mind. But yes, that'll be our next podcast. So uh, if you want to come around for just a fun little time, that's your. That's the one. Otherwise, we're done here. For Trent, I'm Scott, and this was the Stardom Road Podcast on the Count Podcast Network. See ya. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. 
This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. <laughs>